Hello, ladies. You are listening to the Saludable Latina podcast with Lilia Gomez-Ash. The Saludable Latina podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about women's health topics. But then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include spirituality, intuitive-led, and lifestyle wellness-focused topics. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations and stories relating for our insight for growth in our own wellness journey. The Saludable Latina community is a group of purposeful women who are smart, passionate, and have a dynamic, diverse point of view and insights that will help many women find growth in the wellness space. And I hope that you are able to learn something from their own personal stories or health advice tips or conversations that we have from woman to woman. All right, ladies, in this week's episode, I got to interview a beautiful person who does a lot of soul work as well as energy work, and she's an herbalist. And she is a Latinx, powerful Latina, who is in the creative spiritual wellness world, and her name is Angelana Marine. But before we get started with episode numero 47, I just want to share a couple of the teas that I actually utilize that Angelana actually makes in her space because she pours a lot of love and energy into these teas that she makes and she has a variety of teas for anything really. You just kind of have to let her know what you're going through and she'll put a little tea together for you. But she also has some pre-made teas already and you can find them at Barrio Logan. Browse in there and see what type of tea you're looking for. But there are a couple of teas that I actually purchased that I wanted to add to my pantry alone because I remember when I met Angelana, it was also at the time that I was still recovering from my miscarriage and it was also a phase in time when my husband was getting ready to get into surgery and the post-surgery recovery was miserable. We had weeks of sleepless nights and I will come to Angela and I was like, I'm sleep deprived. And, and she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, we're not getting any sleep because after the surgery and just imagine like we just had a lot going on. And I also had a lot going on personally too because I am still healing in my body and space and energy and self-love. So I always approach Angelana when I need some teas and I'm so grateful to have her as a neighbor right next to my wellness space. So a couple of teas that I want to share if you're interested in. She actually makes a chakra tea, you know, to balance our chakras. How beautiful is that? And she has also one like if you're having a lot of insomnia, sleepless nights, she does have a deep sleep tea to kind of help your body transition from high energy to low energy to transition into that good sleep that you've been needing for a while. You also have the Serenity Tea that's a really good blend that nourishes the body in so many ways. And there's also a Prager's Tea that I actually ended up buying at the time even though I was post-recovery miscarriage, but it had a lot of nourishments, a lot of herbs that I wanted to nourish the womb area, so I'm very appreciative for that tea. As well as the last tea that I got was the pain relief tea. And that was actually really remarkable when we had weeks of sleepless nights um, during the post-surgery for my husband and the whole shit that was happening here at home with the rain and the walls and ugh, what a mess. It was so much going on. But these teas came into play at a good timing to nourish the mind and body 
in spirit because we are taking the herbs that Angelana is preparing with love and nurturing from Mother Earth and providing them to the people who want access to these herbs. Not only are these herbs accessible, they are affordable. So she makes all of her teas on a sliding scale to make sure that no one ever walks out empty-handed. So I love that fact that she has a sliding scale fee because we all know we work hard, like we have the entrepreneurs, we have the women who stay at home, we have the women who work full time, the working women, the working men, we have the creators, we have the freelancers. So she takes all of that into consideration to make sure that you're able to afford the tea at an affordable price. And then for the ones that can actually buy it at a full price, it's actually really great too because you're also contributing to like helping her as a creator in this wellness and spirituality space to give more and produce more of her beautiful work in order to continue her work and so the sliding scale fee is something amazing that she created along with her partner so if you're ever wondering where she is at please look her up um, when she is not there and i'm there i'm usually telling them like they'll be back on wednesday through saturday because that is their days i believe and the hours have changed just a tad bit but make sure you follow them on instagram as brujita Silvario. um so yeah i wanted to share her teas because i believe in her herbs and i believe in her work i believe she comes from a very intuitive sacred ground because we are all interconnected somehow so are you ladies ready for the next episode bueno here we go all right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of Saludable Latina. I have a very special guest that I've been trying to get for like months since I started this little wellness space. And they're my neighbors, Pupita Zilbario, and I'm sitting here today with Angelana, who is actually an intuitive energy healer and consultations too. Como estas? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I know. We have been talking about this forever. I know. And that's because you're busy, I'm busy. Yes. And even though we're neighbors, we're like in and out. Yeah. I'm like, when am I going to get you in and out? I'm going now, you're finishing now. <laughs> also, too, because of the car situation. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get that fixed. <laughs> so, I'm really glad we're taking a minute to actually sit down because I really love the fact that you actually collaborated with two other yeah. young women as mm -hmm. well to create a wellness space here in Barrio Lobby. Yeah. But let's get a little bit behind your story yeah. as to why you wanted to do intuitive energy healing mm -hmm. work. Yeah, so it's um, really started, it's like this long journey because it started when I was a little girl. I had like these visions, I saw things, I would hear things, and of course, it was always like, ooh, like you're possessed by the demon or whatever. <laughs> But like the older I got, the more I started to learn like, no, this is your abuelas are like this. And you're my uncle who's like my second like father, mm -hmm. um, like Theo Rudin, he is really into this work as well. And um, he really kind of helped me, kind of been a mentor. And, and the same thing with my mom, I used to joke that she's a closet witch. She used to have herbs like hidden under her bed. Uh -huh. and, um, and as we were talking earlier, she's like, you know, doing her living with breast cancer and doing just her like own medicine for herself like she just decided that she didn't want western medicine so i'm really surrounded by like and my sister is a healer i mean everybody i mean of course everybody is a healer but yeah. my family like practices it more and like yeah. but they do it personally where mine i felt like okay i need to really pass this on to everybody and it started when i in the military and then i started hey like i need to get out this is not honoring my soul right wait now. hold up yeah you were in the military so yeah <laughs> I was I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy for oh, about 
So I was in the Navy for about seven years and nine months, but I was oh. hospital corpsman maybe six years, seven years. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But um, but anyways, I like learned. Thankfully, I learned Western medicine, yes. and so I had that Western. I you know, and I had that experience. And then with my own endometriosis, mm-hmm. I had to like figure out a way because birth controls wasn't working, and I also have an autoimmune disease. But they never really diagnosed it. It was like you have chronic Epstein Barr virus. Maybe you have fibromyalgia. Maybe you have this. Maybe you have. That. But I would go through these severe illnesses that I would get through an attack that my body would go into a convulsion. And they're like, well, it's not epilepsy because it's not neurological, but there's something in my body that's throwing me into these convulsions because it's so much. And it was through my mom's intuition where she's like, I think it's gluten. And I went crazy. I was like, no, it's not gluten. I love gluten. (laughs) (laughs) But it was through that in 2009, 2010, when I went through a really bad depression and suicide attempt that I was just like, I need to change. I need to figure this out. And Do you mind me asking yeah. you what got to your suicide ideations? Yeah. Was it because of everything that was going on and you being in service? Were yes. you already out of service? Yes. Came- yeah. So I've always, um, so to be honest, I've always been suicidal. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've before, like I, I mean, I still struggle with it now, but mine is more for existential crisis. <laughs> it's more like, what is the point of this existence? Where before, mm-hmm. what, okay, actually it was still an existential crisis on my part, but I also have a history of molestation and rape okay. and I didn't know how to. To heal that and then like I would just go through these really crazy dark like I unfortunately you know I apologize to my exes that I was I was abusive I was I was just not I was not in my right mind and I was very problematic and I was and I knew that and I just wanted to die because I was like I am now becoming a monster that like was done to me because of other monsters but then yeah. through that healing I was like oh shit like literally we're just responding out of the traumas and the people who did you know not to minimize what happened to me but there is that trauma and there is that like our energies are not being healed and they're cycling and we're acting out and injuring each other and because of what my trauma was to as a child to you know my 20s I then responded out of that violence, you know, and responded out of that anger. So anyone who triggered me, especially intimate relationships, I would respond as if they were the rapists. I would respond as if they were the molesters or whatever because they would do something that would, like, remind me of what they, you know. And it was like that response, but that's not fair to my exes. Like, they didn't, (laughs) they weren't doing that, but it was because I didn't, I wasn't healed. And I didn't know how to heal that. So after my suicide attempt where my dog like practically like saved my life, I just delved into meditation and crystals and and um, and herbs. And I was like, oh my god! And and but it was still kind of hard for me to get because it's ex- it was expensive. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm gonna offer this medicine, I need to make it one affordable and accessible and um and I need that to be and I also still noticed that a lot of my brown and black friends would be like that's white people shit they would always say that and I was like that's our shit that's our lineage so then I was like now I need to like help decolonize my neighbor like you know so it became it just became the snowball effect of like seeing the need like oh my god like yeah. this like is an awakening right? awake, yeah yes. the whole awakening and like I mean, still learning, like, what it is to decolonize, still learning, like, right now, like, through my herbal medicines, how I can get that medicine from my ancestors who were Boricuas, who are, like, African, yeah, yeah, yeah. African Taino, and, you know, um, um, lineage, Arawak, actually, um, 
Uh, anyways, I'm not gonna go through a history lesson, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, and and learning that, of course, you know, I have colonizer in me as well, so I have some colonized. You know, I'm sure I have some European knowledge as well. But a lot of what people don't understand is a lot of our herbs we have come from Africa, mm-hmm. and that's not taught when I went to herbal school. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like we go through these herbal classes, I never once heard them tell me, oh, tamarindo comes from Africa, Jamaica comes from Africa, mm-hmm. you know cinnamon like all this shit comes from africa but we don't talk about that we talk about how they did in the europe you know in in europe this is what they did for medicine no bitch no 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 they were bloodletting each other and eating each other up until the moors came and helped them like yo you need to clean your ass (laughs) and this is the medicine and also too the beautiful thing is a lot of people unfortunately my ancestors and our african um those from the african diaspora the medicine and the herbs that were coming over they were putting them in corn rolls so they were putting the seeds and braiding it into their hair the magic of corn rolls this is why the significance of hair yeah i don't think people get that yeah history thank you so much for being able to share that as you're expressing you know your past and you know your traumatic experience and, Mm -hmm. and how you healed and introducing what was not european was actually coming from our ancestors yeah I kind of saw my, a glimpse of my sister yeah. and it touches me because I know there's so many other women that are going through that process that are also not local about it. That's why I think it's important to be able to capture your story to let other women know you're not alone in this process. No. So in your healing process, it's still taking time, right? Oh my gosh. Still, I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm still learning. It's been 10 years, but literally we're always students. And even when I teach people I'm learning from them so that interaction and that exchange Mm -hmm. I'm learning like oh my student because we're forever students I don't even care how you're a teacher you will never master that's why I don't like the word master or anything yeah I'm like are you kidding me like I'm seriously my endometriosis is still teaching me there'll be months and years I'm like oh I'm good I'm good Mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere I get like a relapse and I'm like what the fuck yeah. And my endometriosis is like, bitch, you still gotta learn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the underlining of of energy, but we, we, it manifests. So endometriosis um, that I've read m- means like you don't feel like you're enough, and that's been my whole life. I always feel like I'm not enough. So this, so it's interesting that I was able to manage my endometriosis for a while, mm-hmm. but ever since I stepped into this work to start being seen yeah. and doing this work and having brujitics, my endometriosis has come back a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm still healing not feeling enough yeah. so it's always hard for me to show up like sometimes it's like because I just feel like I'm still like I don't even fucking know yeah. <laughs> like I am the most potty mouth of all I usually don't apologize but anyways but um yeah so my thing is like I have to understand that that still through this work I still need to heal my feeling of inadequate like and yeah. you know and also knowing that it's okay, like, this work is to be humble and with full of humility and knowing that I don't got the answers. All I know is I have resources and I just want to help my, like, siblings. I want to help people around me. When I say siblings, I mean all of y'all. Like, yeah. anyone who wants to start walking in their truth, I'm here for you. I'm going to hold space. I may know some stuff, but you may also know some things that I may not know. And also, mm-hmm. intuition plays a lot. And, oh, yes. and what people don't understand, intuition comes through constant like practice and sometimes trauma does trigger like powerful intuition because we've been through this and it's intergenerational and transgenerational so we have it in our blood like we have it in our dna Mm -hmm. so that's our ancestors speaking so there's just so much but 
you know, Western civilization, colonization has made us think, no, I have to go to school for 10 years to know this, you know. No, you have to practice this walk within yourself. It's not this 10 years you go to school and learn under these white fucking scholars and bullshit. No, it's your abuelitas and your tias and your abuelos who are inside of your soul that have been doing this medicine and have been in alignment with the land way before these colonizers show the fuck up. You know what I'm Man, saying? I'm already thinking about an e-book. Can we just write an e-book about how to teach um, some of our young Latinos and women yeah. of color that yeah. are going to college that, you know, often, obviously we don't get taught this in no. universities or schools. What, that's why I think it's so important. But as you were actually healing and still are healing, yes. I thank you for being so open and honest about that because that's one thing that I own. Yeah. I don't have all the answers no. right here. But yes. we're here making we're doing space. it. We're doing it, right? And it's yes. a lot of work it because is. we have to be mindful of our wellness yes. too at the same time. And I tell women all the time, if I retract, it's for my own wellness yeah. it's because I can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. But as you were healing and mm-hmm. seeing that you were meditating, yeah. when did you get into herbs now that you're an herbalist yeah a little space when did you start getting into herbs and when did you decide to actually launch into like i think i'm gonna make this like a full-time thing. yeah so it happened in 2010 when after my suicide my my dog that i adopted had a chronic renal failure so okay my teachers have been my dogs Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of my energy work, my herbs, crystals, everything from my animals. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're intuitive. Yeah, they're you know, powerful. Yeah, yeah. so he was supposed to be dead. Like, they said he wasn't his bad. He actually lived 18 months longer with me. Um, but it was through, one time I was having a meltdown. I was, like, having, because he was having trouble peeing. Mm-hmm. And something happened, and I got this smell this and I, I could it was rosemary but at the time I didn't know what it was or eucalyptus and I called my Theo and I'm trying to explain through my tears I smell the smell it smells like this I don't know what it is he's like mommy I think it's eucalyptus and, and rosemary get make this tea or you know do this so I started doing this work and channeling and doing this energy to my dog as if I had this medicine mm-hmm. and he started to respond he started to wag his tail he started to feel better and then another time he he had um, he had a hard time peeing, and they said, "Oh, we're gonna put him down." And I started crying, girl. I I, I did an ebook. Uh, I I downloaded an ebook of um, herbal medicine for dogs. I didn't even understand what a tincture was at the time. Oh, I no. thought it was tea. <laughs> yes, I thought it was tea. So I went to the store and I bought a bunch of tea bags. <laughs> I love and I think of her and I think how cute she was. And yeah. I I go to her energetically and I hold her. And I'm like, I love you. I loved you that you didn't let your ego get in the way. Because I just, I just, so I boiled this pot, I threw all these little tea bags in the pot. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, y'all. And I poured it in this water bowl and I begged him to drink it. He drank it and drank it and done. Passed his stone, whatever he was going through. I get like emotional when I think of it. He was my teacher. He was, uh, Tank and, and Boy Boy have been my teacher. All my animals have been my teacher, but these were my teachers. Yeah. That's how I got into it. Yeah. And so then I was like, um, I was like, I need to figure this out. And then um, the universe pulled me, my higher self pulled me to California. And when I got to California, they told me to go into this um, controversial bookstore. And they like walk through there. And I'm walking through there. And nothing, nothing's coming out. I'm like, why am I here? And I take that magazine. So I take this magazine. I go home. I'm like, spirit. That was a waste of fucking time. They're like, flip through the magazine. So I flipped through the magazine, and it was this advertisement for um, Healing Hands of Escondido. We take GI bills from the military. And I'm like, oh, girl, this is it. you know 
that's hard to find because I've been trying to work with this one grind. It's like, you don't take this? Yeah. I'm glad they took the GI. Yes, <laughs> they did. And that's what spun me into all of this. And then when I was in the class, though, don't get me wrong, I really admired my teacher. My teacher was wonderful. was very very respectful and ethical about like respecting like the indigenous people like Shana Lipner she's so wonderful but I felt a still a disconnect that I needed to get this medicine from my people you know I there's a healing that I can't explain like there was there was trauma that I can't explain that you know this group of people who are not brown and black would not understand like absolutely you know so it was even though I'm thankful they had the space and the teachers were so kind and loving to me and um, but when I would say stories of like my memory of herbalism and a silly little story that I had, it wasn't held with validity. It wasn't held with like, oh, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, right. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or your mom hiding herbs, like yeah. books under your bed. I don't get it. Well, because you don't understand the cultural traumas of like yeah. what we've endured of being called brujas or witches. Yeah. Why, why we're called brujitex del barrio. Yeah. We're reclaiming that name because we were always called like, oh, you are witches. This is bad. This is, you know, we have to be Catholic or Christian or, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I was raised in. Honestly, and, I think we were all raised either yeah. in a Christian or Catholic household, which is nothing wrong. Yeah, with yeah. That is part of your language. Yeah. But now it's more like you're combining that with your real yeah. roots and your real ancestry, right? And, and, and well, the problem is that, yeah, that's, that's where folk Catholicism comes in, which mm-hmm. is like what looks like Santeria and stuff. And what people need to understand is like a lot of Christianity is colonized. It's not like it's, it, and it was a violent, you know, process of them killing us until we converted. That's, yeah. that's decolonizing that we have to do within ourselves. But I still pray. I have my own, you know, I have my own practice and stuff, but I don't have it from the eye, this, the vision of the colonization, of fear, of like, don't do this work, you know? And that's, we have to have that honest conversation. Yeah, you do. And about you're, religion. You're open yeah, yeah. It's we, a sensitive subject. It is. Yes. And my dad was a minister. Like, he was, you know, then no more. But again, we still believe in God, but in another way. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say I'm like more agnostic. When my family is like more, like, but they, their religion is not religion, mm-hmm. but this is their religion like you know the medicine and connecting to their ancestors praying to the land praying you know um connecting to those you know higher energies that may be behind the scenes you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's more where it's not like the strict you're gonna do this you go to hell like there's no mercy yeah. there's no true love right. there's not this yeah yeah like the whole like you need to be in the church temple to yeah be, able to be a good christian yeah 100 to be a good christian like I was raised in a household of Catholic yeah. Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, my foundation still comes from that because, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to erase it completely, but I also know that I have a lineage yeah. of indigenous um, traditions as well yeah. as remedies. And, and that's what, as far as like, like you just said, this is not a European mm-hmm. teaching. This yeah. is actually, that was something that was done with our people before it was, it was stripped away yes. and trying to convert them away from their cultures yes. and their practices. So I love that you're being open about that because mm-hmm. it does get a little sensitive. It and does. People get like, well, you're not respecting this. Yeah. I think we can all have an opinion in a respectful way. Yeah. I always teach people, just respect one another. Yeah. Like, just don't overcross boundaries. And yeah. you can have a conversation like right now. Yeah. 
why is there a reason yeah. to have a conversation around it, right? So mm-hmm. you're getting into herbalism. Mm-hmm. When did you actually take initiative to like say, I want to make this a business? Like so, since you were learning all that. It's so funny because it's I don't still see it as a business because a lot of you know we do sliding scale. We're actually trying to become mm-hmm. a nonprofit because mm-hmm. um, you know we're trying to dismantle capitalism, which mm-hmm. again is another colonized aspect of things. Um, so it was, it, it, I never saw things as business. That was so funny in the class when I first took my first herbalism class. They asked, the teacher asked, what are you going to do with this knowledge? And everyone was like, I'm going to make salads, I'm going to do this. And all these, like, really cool things. I was, like, the last person. I'm like, I'm going to make teas. And everyone just looked at me like, what? I'm like, no, I just want to make teas. And I just wanted an apothecary. Like, to me, I always had this vision of this little, you know, a bruja, like this old little, you know, yeah, like, coming, you know, I always had this vision and this dream of just being the neighborhood, like, medicine person, like, you yeah. come like, to, well, I'm yeah, like, I'm here, I'm here. I got you, like, I'm here, I'm here. she's in Barrio Logan, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's what I want, I want people like, oh, I have this, we have, like, I have this, oh, yeah, and then, like, having like affordable medicine or like I need an I need a limpia okay donation base just take it because back in the day we took care of our elders who did this medicine Absolutely. you know we took care of each other period mm-hmm. but we had this where it didn't have to be this money exchange it was like oh here I made you dinner you know okay I'll do limpia, limpia for you or here I you know uh, took care of your home for you you know and I'm like okay let me do a bath a cleansing bath for you. Mm-hmm. you know that's what I would love for us to get to and I know and I have it and I feel like it will I do. I, I, I do. There's a part of me that feels like we're creating that. Maybe we won't see it, but we're creating that. And so that, so what happened in, when I went to the school in 2010, where I saw that it was possible, 2011 or 2012, oh God, no, 2012. Between those. Yeah, I was like, wait, 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 wait. 2012 was when I went to the school and like started like the school where I was really practicing like herbs and, and crystals in 2011 and 2010. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it was like, but when I started to put myself out there, but I felt it and everyone was like, you can't do donation bait, you will never make money. And everyone was like freaking out for me and I was like, I know, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And I succumbed a little bit to the fear and then I was like, I need to stop I can't do this so I I left it and I, I and I just started you know practicing wherever I can practice and mm-hmm. and then brujitix was always a dream but I didn't know and thank god it came when it did because I was I was not still decolonized I didn't quite understand so when I was having this dream of a collective I I didn't know but I just kept on being true to what I wanted mm-hmm. And my guides were just like, patience, 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 you know? And then that's when I started to learn about decolonizing our medicine and, and learning the truth of, like, what it is to really, like, create, not create within the system, but create outside of the system. Because that's what decolonizing is. It's, like, not trying to make, not trying to survive within the system. We're trying to fuck the system, forget about it, put that behind and create a yeah. new. And, and getting the influences of our ancestors who've done this before us, you know? Yeah. But also making it even better than before you know i love what you're saying because so much of it resonates with me as why i started my space mm-hmm. because it's not i'm not trying to be the system but i'm trying to provide a different type yes. of space because i'm not seeing yes. it at the hospitals or clinics yeah and women are suffering yes. and all we're doing is saying here take this prescription mm-hmm. go home i'll see you in 30 days yeah. we're not getting to the root of it and i love yeah. that fact that you're getting to the root and you're saying yeah. i won't be okay i won't make teas but I'm gonna make it work. Yes, I'm gonna make it work. So when did you actually started um, creating these teas, and mm-hmm. where did you first um, like? I guess where were where were you first allocating yourself in the 
community? So what happened was I started making right when I started doing art classes. Like I was like, oh my God, I, I can start making tea first. So I had an ectopic pregnancy in 2013. I lost, they said two, two pints of blood, but when I looked at the medical record, they lied. They, they, they gunned it because they left me for death, but that's another story. So that's going to be like chapter two. Where <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the healing process of an ectopic pregnancy <laughs> and the trauma, the, yes. the racism and mm-hmm. the, the, what I've dealt with. Especially in my, with women of color. Yes, especially so. black women black will women. Um, four out of um, one out of four black women always die right. from pregnancy. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, people are like, why do they have to talk about race? Because race is significant and it's causing you know brown and black people to die, especially mm-hmm. indigenous and black folks. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I started making the medicine and I needed to figure out like I I can't get on birth control. I can't get on any Western medicine does not work for my body. So I came up with this my moon cycle tea that helped me with my endometriosis, and then I found out like oh my tummy and my liver I have tummy and liver problems because I really have a bad digestive system let me make my tummy tonic tea so I started making these teas influence like one from me and inspired by people reaching out to me like my girlfriend who had a, in, a like, stomach issue as well I'm like mommy so do I so I made us a tea for both of us mm-hmm. and it was inspired by her and then my serenity tea was came from my brother who was struggling with his MS and I just you know prayed about it and I read and did my research and I collaborated this tea serenity for people with autoimmune but any anybody can take it it's, for, it's really it's really for the nervous system but I made it with the thought of my brother and when my brother took it he said it helps him when he takes it like it's like a really nice like yeah. nerving and, and oat straw is really good for the myelin sheath which is what is attacked when you have your your um when you're MS, it attacks your myelin sheath. So oh. Ocha uh, is known to help repair it. Or So, you know, all these teas have come from people either asking me for it or from something I went through. You know, self-love tea. I'm like, well, God, we need to make teas for yes. self-love. And my immunity tea. And, you know, like, I need to protect myself, you know, from, like, you know, people's Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then it's chakra, cheaper. my chakra tea, you know, again, for the chakra system. So all these have come from, like, something that is inspired that and most of it is like a personal tea like you know and then I do my medicinal teas when people like request and then of course I, I have you know herbal books and I'm, again I'm trying to decolonize my herbal mm-hmm. books as of right now but I'm still not processed but um and then I still have you know some I go by and I'm like okay this will help for fertility this is because I haven't tried to get fertile you know mm-hmm. like there's certain things that I haven't tried so I can't personally say but I've done it for other people and people are like this is work this is yeah. work you know that's amazing yeah like you're pouring your love into mm-hmm. this work yeah and you can tell when you pour your love into the work mm-hmm. how much it comes into fruition yeah. and it flourishes as well so when you were doing your work in the community how did you come about meeting Iris and Hannah? And then, what it's Irie, Irie. Oh, Irie. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. No, it's either Irie. But she's Irish. Irie. She's Queen Iris. <laughs> or is it Iris or Isis? Wait a second. <laughs> So a beautiful, beautiful way of how it happened. So Hannah moved back from LA and my partner's childhood, like high school friend, she um, reached out to me and she was like, Hey, a friend, my, my partner's friend's wife, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I know this, this is literally the separation of six. Wow. Really, because it was my boyfriend's friend's boyfriend's friend's wife. Hana, wow. that's how Hana and I became friends. Wow. The power of six degrees. Yes. <laughs> so she reaches out. She's like, my friend. Yeah, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. 
My friend is putting on this uh, makers at Brown's uh, Brown Building, which is a queer brown space in in City Heights, doing wonderful things, holding spaces for brown and black QT yeah, hot folks. Yeah. And so we, so I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, sure. And it was a, a Christmas makers mark. And I met my wonderful friend Normandy, who provides some of my herbs as well. And it was a beautiful market. And it was very amazing. Like, uh, just all these gorgeous, beautiful brown and black makers there and readers and um, psychic readers. And it was just all the people in the intersections there. And I started selling my teas and that's where Hannah and I first met. Oh, okay. But it was like a slow progress with her and I because it was still like, I didn't really know her, mm -hmm. but then me and Normandy got close. You're and kind of her, like sketching her. Like, like, yeah, I don't know, girl. <laughs> but like, so and then it just started this slow. We started doing these little witchy, like gatherings mm -hmm. on full moons or new moons. We started to do these little things. I would like call a little yoni scene. Like one time I did oh, a little yoni oh, yeah, scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then with Ivy, it was on the other side. It was, I did, an, again, another event <laughs> in the hood at Writer's Block. It was the most beautiful moment. I had all my tea set up. My friend, uh, the friend Janu, was a reader, was next to me, and Ivy comes with her beautiful, bold energy. She's like, Mia, we need to get together. We need to talk about how we can get this medicine into the hood. But she's just like uh -huh. an all force of, of Irie. And I'm looking at this queen. I'm like, yes, put your information down. So she writes her, her email on my thing. I misplaced the paper. Oh, no. But legit, I come home and I tell Daniel, I met the most incredible badass bitch then. I was like, babe, she like lit up my soul. I want to talk to her. Not knowing she's from Body Logan, born and raised there. I don't know nothing of this girl. All I know is my spirit recognized her spirit mm -hmm. and she was my soul sister. All right now. And then something happened. I was working at this place, quite problematic, but I was renting out a space. <laughs> and Irene was like, what's this bougie ass white place? You know, that's oh, what like Irene. Okay. But then she saw me and she's like, oh my God, that's the girl that I I want to connect with that does the earth mm -hmm. comes into my space but that's how divine timing i was in this place because irene i lost the contact and ivy was meant to be in my life yeah. and then things fell through at that space that was quite problematic for yeah. me but it was i met beautiful be i met i had my connections i had my herbs there but that's when it started to work and then ivy and i and then hannah like so my relationships are building with these two and then out of nowhere, Irie calls me up. She's like, there's a place to rent. And I think you and I and somebody else can make a little like, little healing spot. Like, we can make this work. And I was like, I have the best person. And that's when I hit Hannah. And then Hannah was like, I'm down. Let's do it. It was just like boom, 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 boom. And yeah. Hannah was like, now understand, I was selling myself only 30% marked up. Mm -hmm. You know? So I was really selling at bare minimum. But Hannah was like, we need to do sliding scale because we can provide for people who can can do the minimum but then people who can really pay can can help offset the you know um, lower prices by paying higher because that's their way of giving back to the community yeah. so when you pay higher prices for us if you can do it you're giving back to the community you're doing because yeah. you guys do so much for the community mm -hmm. like I remember the first time I met you, mm -hmm. and I had said, I'm going to come and check out this spot because my sister was visiting from yeah. Texas, and then I started seeing, like, all these little places, and I'm like, what the hell, like, when did this get here, you know, yeah. and I happened to come across yeah. you, and I just felt your energy, 
And then I was like, yeah, I've been kind of looking for a place. You're like, oh, the one across from me is like available. You should hit up so and so. And and somehow I did. Yeah. Somehow I'm making it work. Yeah. There's been moments where I was like ready to turn in the keys. I know. And that's why we're asking, <laughs> how can we support you? You know, that's why we're here. But, but, but back to you, it's like, I love when I first met you because mm-hmm. you did a lot of energy work, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh my God, I love the fact that you guys are in Barrio. Yeah. Because we came so far from moving away from yes. what we were raised with yes. and now coming back yes. into that yes. so i think it's so beautiful that you guys do exist in the community yeah. at a sliding yeah. scale fee like you said making it accessible for people that are able to say hey i don't have a whole lot but i do want yes. and making it accessible yes. and then for the ones i can't giving back because yeah. i have seen you guys do a lot of yeah. in the short time that i have been here how much you give back into the community mm-hmm. and although i'm not from san diego uh-huh. i'm always mindful of that because yeah. i come from a community it's like Okay, I'm not in my community, yes. but I feel at home because I'm in a comunidad where it represents yes. Latinos, women of color, and everybody here is trying to make something mm-hmm. work, so I have to be able to give back, so somehow it's supporting and uplifting um, one another. Yeah. And no, I, I found that so beautiful that when I met you, and then I thought, oh, barrio. and a lot of people would think like, like you said, oh no, that's that's that's, yeah. that's like bad work. And there. they're scared. Some people are. They're like, oh no, you look at all you got. You yeah, want this. yeah. <laughs> you know? But I tell people, you have to get to know the individuals first yeah. before you can make an assumption mm-hmm. of the type of work that they yeah. do. Right? Yeah. So, in the intuitive energy healing work, um, mm-hmm. what are some examples that you, type of work that you do with some of your clients so yeah. the audience and listeners can listen in, like if they want to come visit you, yes. you, you know where to find her, right here in 2185. Barrio Logan, space number Ooh, 18 and 13? 18 and 13. <laughs> we have a cool sign out there. You can see our yes. sign. And a lot of people come looking for you guys. Yeah. You know, and I'm here. I'm like, oh, they're looking for you guys. And I told yeah. you guys will be in later. But what is some of the work that you do with individual client base? Like you mentioned, yeah. you're, you actually meet with women, but you also do a variety of the work as yeah. well. So, yeah, so I, I meet anybody who anybody so with my work it's anybody who's gotten my record or someone's recommended so it's I work with everybody my of course I hold more like my space my intention is for um, brown black indigenous queer disabled folks and the marginalized mm-hmm. but um, oh man I've worked on rare varieties of people so so the work that I do into intuitive energy work is the person comes and I actually now send out a like a write-up to tell people like, look, if you're really serious about this work, like, this, I only want to work with people who are committed to the healing, not just to come and like, ooh, okay, but better. Like, mm-hmm. I, I need you to do the real, like, I need yeah. to do the deep work because the world needs you. Thank the universe you. needs you. And I can't yes. do shallow work. Like, that's not my thing. So I sent a whole thing. I said, if this resonates with you, then let's work with each other. And it's donation-based. So my intuitive energy work, what it is, is it's a, I, I block out two hours. In the first 45 to an hour, like, you just come in. I don't even really want to talk. I don't even want to hear why you're here. Mm-hmm. I just need you to get on the bed, and spirit works through. And spirit and higher guides, so uh, so interdimensional beings, so that's different. I'm, I think I'm going to do a, a workshop on that to explain that there's different spirit and, and interdimensional beings. There's so many layers of, yeah. you know. Um, so what I do is that, you know, I set the space up for it. And sometimes crystals want to be involved. So, like, you're surrounded by crystals and crystals are on you. Sometimes I bring in smoke energy from, like, mainly I work with cigars. Unless the spirit tells me to use something different or my higher self says something different, I use rattles to remove energy if I need to, selenite wands. Like, I have different tools. And in that session, I'm, I'm just 
clearing whatever energy is coming up. So it could be past lives. It could be intergenerational, transgenerational traumas. It could be dramas from this life. It could be present day. It's just whatever for that person. Mm-hmm. So no, no appointments ever the same, not even your own appointment. So yeah. if you come to me and then you come to me again, it's completely different from where you had the first time because we're different layers. We're doing different things. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there in stillness. Really, a lot of this work, y'all, is being present and just being still. I oh cannot goodness. tell you. Mm-hmm. It's about just being, surrendering to that moment yeah because literally when I'm there like you I would joke that people would think I'm sleeping because I'll lay my head and I'm just laying there there it is there's the energy <laughs> but like a lot of it is just surrendering and being okay with feeling ridiculous or look it's yeah. really surrendering to being wrong yeah just being raw wow. yeah vulnerable being yeah mm-hmm. and even like me being vulnerable with y'all like yeah. trusting that whatever happens was supposed to happen yeah. so it's a lot about not controlling what happens so that's why i can't explain my work because my work literally is with the energy at that moment i'm working with whatever at that second everything changed every second so yeah. that's why it's so hard to plan things it's hard because energy is transferring energy is changing who am I to say what it's going to so be? True. That's the same thing with psychic reading and reading. I'm reading from the energy right now that you've given me. Right mm-hmm. the second. I still got to get a reading by you. Yeah. <laughs> by, the minute it cha- but by the minute you walk out that door, you could have shifted your energy and changed the way like that reading came through. And that's not going to be the same anymore. Because you've taken it. You're like, nope, that's not what I want. Or yes, yeah. that's what I want. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's, um, you know, because I have this ability to you know mm-hmm. it's all yes. on energy like you said the the person has to come present with seeing it in a controlled environment yes. mm-hmm. because if we think about it we go to these appointments everything's in a controlled environment yes. expectations mm-hmm. outcomes and all that but if you come willfully with an open heart and mind mm-hmm. then you come in present moment where you get to capture the energy that you're working yes. with because everybody's Amen. energy is different mm-hmm. right i completely get you girl yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. So now that you're, you guys are together, um, for the listeners, what are two good books that you can recommend Ooh. to someone who maybe is starting to wonder, I kind of want to know more about energy healing or about herbs. What will be two good books you can recommend? So my favorite um, herbal books right now that have been like something that I've like been studying with and, and I'm bad with names. Oh, shit. It's one from Puerto Rico and one is a Yoruba one. Ooh. Oh, my God. But they're both they're they're both um they're both herbal books. Let me see the Yoruba herbal. I love this. I love this book. Oh, it's called African Medicine: A Complete Guide to Yoruba Healing Science and African Herbal Remedies. And the the, the Puerto Rican one I love so much that just made me break down in tears. <laughs> I know. It's like a, that's on the title on its own just sounds like it's calling me to to yeah. look it up and read it. Yeah, and and I'm trying to really like I said I'm like really trying to decolonize my my herbal books. You know, I'm still working with like what I learned and that's and, that, and that's me too. I'm and like um being patient and and very compassionate to myself you know what i'm saying like not no, no, i'm not so perfect yeah. i'm not i'm not perfect we're you know? human vessels that are doing the work and yeah like in our own body and vessel we need to do the work that we mm-hmm. continue to do with ourselves and i tell that to women all the time like 
don't assume that I am an expert oh, because no. I am still learning. I am still healing. But the beautiful part is that we're willing to be the vessel for others. Yes. To learn and, grow and, and, and I'll learn that from them too. So the other book I love is Earth and Spirit, Medicinal Plants and Healing Lore from Puerto Rico. Okay. But I also recommend you following La Loba Shares on Instagram along with um, Roots. Um, let me get her name. These are, these are um, indigenous and black herbalists that are doing incredible things. Let me see. Uh, Roots of Resistance, along with Mama Maiz. Mama Maiz? Yeah. That's a beautiful yes. name. Mama Maiz. Mama Maiz. Um, my goodness, there's just so many beautiful like herbalists out there doing this work that is like really decolonizing. And um, also people who are allies. Rise Up Good Witch. She's wonderful. She's, yeah, I'm going to have to look them up. And yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to link up those resources in yeah. the books that you named yes. um, to the episode. If someone wants to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. um, is there an email yes. that they can email you at? So they can email either Brujitex del Barrio, so B-R-U-J-I-T-X-S-D-E-L-B-A-R-R-O. <laughs> at gmail.com or, or dancing aurora at live.com yeah dancing know. aurora that's gonna have to be another um episode coming soon no. yes i know where does that come from since i got you seated i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a sequence um, having some yeah and then also to um what is, any upcoming events that you yes. guys are doing oh my gosh we have so down. many oh my gosh y'all we have so many great up- upcoming events so my partner who's a mechanic he's going to be holding a um a mechanic shop um 101 how to take care of your own vehicle on the 22nd i'm gonna have to sign up for that yes yes i need some schooling on that um let me see oh i forgot to link up the other one we are doing one um i think is the 29th um layers of healing what does that look like a discussion yes i'm there and then the sixth we're doing shadow work what it is and like how to heal like yeah do the layers of and then on the tw- the week after that we're doing a tea and toke shop we've done the tea and toke okay. shop before okay. so like cbd and herbal teas how to help with anxiety depression and then i'm working on hopefully a 12 a 10 to 12 week um, herbal series Oh my god! Yes, I'm yes. signed up because, as a matter of fact, I've been reading books, mm-hmm. but I've been wanting to learn from someone. Yes, and I was trying to hit you up, and I know you're busy and yeah. I'm busy, but I'm, when you come out with that, yeah. please let me know. I do apprenticeships as well, like people like yeah. in this donation base. Um, but hopefully these classes, I can keep them at like a fifteen to twenty five dollars sliding scale. Oh, hopefully if I get like the like because you know you're gonna be taking away medicine yes knowledge and medicine medicine, so so, yeah so hopefully we can keep it a low cost if not i mean it won't be no more than like 20 to 30 something sliding scale or you know but we're we're, i'm figuring out right now like trying to do the cost and see but i i think i think i just want to keep it affordable i'm hoping it yeah but also too at the same time sister value yeah 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 to all my sisters like as much as we're putting in try to value the work because we are pouring from the heart yes from the roots Mm -hmm. yeah and hopefully we have people who donate we do have people donate in the community they donate spots and stuff 
So, you know, we have that too. And we're probably, we could probably do a scholarship program. Like maybe someone was like, hey, who do you want to, you know, yeah, support to, to pay and for a class? I'm wishing you guys some fruition for your nonprofit. Yay, as I know that's, I think we're all trying to get there. Yeah. I know it's hard work because we're all trying to multitask. Yes. So much. But once again, thank you so much for sitting down you. with me on Hana. And I hope it's not the last time we no, do it. No, no, no. I think we can even maybe do a series with yes. you know, your teachings and mm-hmm. other events that are that coming would be up fun, to support yes. you. So you heard it from Brujitas del Barrio, mm-hmm. one of the sisters. So make sure you come check her out if you're looking for any herbal teas or if you wanted to do energy work, come check out Angelana here at Brujitas del Barrio. Uh, right here in Barrio Logan, 2185 mm-hmm. space, 13 and 8. Yes. Here I make sure like yes. if you want to get in contact them, I'll shoot them a DM through yes. Instagram too. So I'll make sure to link up the books, to link up the women that are doing some herbal yes. healing with our populations. And even more, I'll give you some more that I didn't get to say because there's just so I, many there's, amazing there's uh, hood herbalism. Like God, I'm thinking of everyone. <laughs> I think maybe we need to do a recording on hood herbalism. Yeah, who's doing the work already? Yeah, make sure we can invite them to come and yes. do recording. As a well. lot of them are up north. We're gonna do a field trip. We're gonna go and hit up Long Beach and LA and meet all of the amazing magical like healers amazing. because we really want to make this a mycelium network. Because if um, just a little quick thing, mycelium is fungus and fungus works with the root system of the trees and underground they connect with each other and they build this network and they they know when each other needs healing or whatever and that's what I see us as a we're mycelium and at, and and the cool thing about mushrooms fungi they take the toxins toxins uh-huh. from the environment and transmute it to medicine look at that how so there we are that's us oh, oh oh and yeah um and follow POC fungi group um oh, they're incredible um you should you should probably have that talk too I'm like um I, yeah I have I all of these <laughs> I have all these okay it's called POC fungi community doing incredible incredible work and they are local so awesome. I, I apologize no, siblings if I didn't get anyone else on here because there's so many <laughs> do you want to say hello to anyone before we wrap it yeah oh, I'm gonna say hello to my sisters Hannah and yeah. Ivory <laughs> Or open apothecary. She does CBD medicine. Incredible, powerful witch. Um, Irie I underscore I. Um, you can find them on our Brugi Fix Abadio Instagram. She's a powerful um, art there, and she's going to school to learn more of art therapy. But she's really an art therapist now. Too, but she's gonna go to this dope school that's a POC school that's all about this work. But she, her art is healing as well. So yeah, we all like, have I different pieces from her. Yeah, also like I had to take that home with me. She's magic. Me. I have almost all of her art pieces. Yeah. If you don't find me in my space, it's because I'm usually like checking out their stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I bought crystals. I bought some stuff. From yeah, Ireland. I bought some artwork. From Irie and oh, supporting us. You guys no, we love, we love you. That's why I'm asking, like, what? How can we show up for you? Um, <laughs> just show up. Yeah. Spread the word. Show yes. up. And just make sure that I have a neighbor and sisters that yes. I can count on. Because I know always. you guys are already in the community, yeah, so I appreciate not. all your energy work, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's going to be more to come mm-hmm. in the next couple of months. Bam. Mm-hmm. The year's going by so fast. I know. <laughs> so, 2020, though. I'm excited. I know. All right. <laughs> That's all for now. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Until next time. Blessings. Bye.